Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. It's cold outside, and my theory has always been that if it's cold outside, you try to adapt to your surroundings. You become like a reptile, you become like water, and you fill the shape of the vessel. And this this philosophy that I've had, it probably comes from my father. Uh, immigrant, came from no money, came to this country. And it's this idea of being tough or adapting or dynamic. And on one hand, I say this to my son or my wife or my friends because I want to be empathetic, because I want them to overcome that coldness. But on the flip side, it's actually very insensitive because someone's cold outside. Uh, we are going to get into this topic of going from stuck to unstoppable. And I think the path to get us there is self-realization, it's empathy, and it's maybe accountability. Uh, we have an expert on this topic, in fact, Lisa G. So Lisa, if you could just Give us a little bit of a bio on yourself and then let's oh, get sure. into the topic. Yeah. Hey, Ruben, thanks for having me. I love yeah. your platform. Thank it's you. just epic. I love what you've done. And for me, um, I'm the executive wellness coach. I'm the best-selling author of The Boss Weight Loss. I'm in this game for my entire whole life, like well over 20 years, helping people go from stuck to unstoppable with their weight on the creator of the skinny jeans workout featured in Target. And I really just love helping executives go from being just a regular CEO to being a superhero in their life. Mm. And, I, and I love this topic because, you know, when I realized that I was not going to be able to go out and to do my exercise and to go to my martial arts gym, which I was going to physically, uh, you know, I realized that I needed to bring it home and just do it from the house. So for me, I started my journey with waking up, being part of the 444 club. And I wake up at 444 in the morning, and then I have my class at five. And I was there and I was present, but a lot, of, unfortunately, a lot of people weren't. So that class got canceled. And the reason why I'm saying this is not to show off or brag, but it's because when I have a problem, I try to figure out a way to solve that problem. And uh, on some things, I'm good about that. On other things, I'm not good about that. You know, cleaning, cleaning certain areas is not one of my strengths. In fact, what I am looking at right now in my office is just a pile of wires. And I need some accountability and I need some effort on that. Uh, my question for you is how can we get ourselves into a mindset where it's problem, solution, not problem, 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 and so on. How do we get that mental overcoming? Well, thank you for that question, Ruben. To me, it all starts with baby steps. I mean, we're yeah. all in winter right now. Let's face it. 2020 has been, however you want to pull it, an S show of like grit and resilience is what's really going to get us all through there. We've all been having a challenging year and challenges are what can make you grow as a person but we all have to acknowledge that it's been difficult mental health and physical health are suffering the most right now 
And I want to help your audience with just a place to start. Like start right now. Don't wait for New Year's resolution. We're sitting there drinking champagne like I really want to lose weight and get fit. No, you know, there's been every excuse you can ever hear in the entire world. I have heard it. And waiting till January 1st is just like another excuse. Like, let's live our lives now. If 2020 has taught us anything, being overweight, being out of shape puts you at higher risk for not only the biggest diseases in the world, which are heart disease, diabetes, cancer, all that stuff, you're at higher risk for coronavirus. So what I want to do is give your audience just some baby steps to start today. Please, please help us. You know, I, I wanted to interject and just say this quick note that human beings, uh, you know, there's this there's this famous quote that um, insanity of in, the definition of insanity is is having the same input and expecting a different output. And that input that we continue to do is to say on December 31st with our champagne in our hand saying, I'm going to work out tomorrow and I'm going to go to the gym and the gym is there with their promotion either virtual or physical and they give you the discount and they buy, sell you in and then people show up until march 6th and all of a sudden the attrition starts to kick in and that's a lot of their business model in fact gyms 80 percent of the people that have gym memberships do not use them and they, they bank on that why are we this is insane I why are we doing this I, what's what's I wrong agree, here? i agree with that definition of insanity repeating same behavior expecting a different result I would just love to start with some simple steps for your audience Please. because to me it starts with like if you can do one thing differently if you could get imagine if you get 10 percent better every day with your fitness steps instead of waking up on january and trying to run a marathon try to eat only kale like let's find sustainable baby steps and in my book the boss weight loss uh, my six steps for permanent success it all starts with your why. And I know that's kind of cliche, but it really does. You know, why is being fit important to you? And then all athletes and really uber successful people in the world have a vision. It's like you have to have a vision. Why is it important to you? And why now? And what is your vision? Like, how does it feel when you get there? So you really have to start with a mindset piece. And for me, mindset is a daily habit like what can you do every morning to set yourself up for success i wake up early not quite as early as you do and i won't get out of the bed until i've listened to some meditation oh i, I, I stopped sorry to interrupt but i stopped that early wake up i'm that's on hold now i wake up just like everyone else and <laughs> yeah, that class got canceled so i was out more human. <laughs> and then i'm obsessed with drinking water with lemon mm. i'm obsessed with intermittent fasting and i'm not saying you should do all of these steps at once but just pick one and then you have to just move your damn body there's no excuse exercise is going to keep your immune system strong healthy eating is going to keep your immune system strong so if 2020 has taught us anything, it's time to take your health seriously because your health is your real wealth. Mm. Your health is your real real wealth. Mm. Before so, before your before your network is your net worth, your health is your real wealth. <laughs> I think so, and um, I'd like to expand on all of my steps a little bit. Please. Um, for example, intermittent fasting 
there's been like tons of research and a lot of experts agree on it. In fact, there was a guy, a Japanese doctor, Dr. Ashumi, won the Nobel Prize in 2016 on a process that happens within your body in during times you don't eat. Mm. And also there's other doctors that really use intermittent fasting for diabetes patients like Dr. Jason Fung, I think his name is. But basically during times you're not eating, you're not only living off the land, but you're in a ketosis mode, which is you're in a fat burner mode rather than a sugar burner mode. And there's a cellular regeneration going on in your body. So it's an anti-aging, anti-disease, and autophagy happens during times you don't eat, which is what Dr. Shumi won the Nobel Prize for in 2016 in medicine. So what I suggest, if you were to just take one step, and the, the common advice to eat small meals all day long, all day long might not be right anymore or true because science changes, everything, trends change. What's really trending for me and my clients right now where I'm getting fantastic results with one of my clients, Randy lost 40 pounds this year. Another one, Brooke lost 25 is intermittent fasting. And my morning routine is I wake up, work out, I drink water with lemon. I stay full on that during the morning and then I eat my meals from 12 to eight. And I also have a little bit of fat in my coffee. So I make my coffee bulletproof to give me some mental strength and energy. And that's butter? Yeah, it's like ghee butter or MCT oil, stevia and cinnamon. You can even blend it. But you just have to watch your calories. You want to have more than 100 calories in the morning before you actually eat a meal. You want to stay in a fasted state. So I don't take like three tablespoons of ghee, just like a tiny little bit. Mm. Okay, intermittent fasting. So we, when you say you eat from... 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. So that means you don't, you're not having breakfast. You're skipping your breakfast. Well, because I mean, we all fast from 8 p.m. We all fast from 8 p.m. to 8 p.m., right? What's that? I said we all fast from already from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. I mean, unless we're doing midnight snacks. That's why it's easy. You mm. know, just extend that fast Mm. and just. Fill up with water with lemon, which has powerful antioxidants in the lemon, vitamin C, and um, the coffee, and just stay busy. You know, we're all busy. I hear that busy excuse more than anyone else. Mm. So, yeah, I know you're busy. Don't think about eating. Get through the morning. Drink a lot. Like half of your body weight in ounces of water is really what's recommended for proper hydration. So many of us are dehydrated, and we don't even realize it. And before you know it, it's lunchtime. That's your first meal of the day. Mm. Now, okay, the I think the counter argument to this, which might be outdated, but the the counter argument to this would be uh, that if we and, and you mentioned this, and I'm really glad that you did, which is fat burning versus sugar burning. So the concern here is that if people are not eating, are they? Is their body getting into a mindset of storing fat to be able to withstand? that that fasting period in the morning. So explain that. Well, thank you for that question. And I used to think that myself, it is outdated in my opinion, but Mm. as you know, exercise and diet are the most controversial subjects out there. Everyone's gonna come along with their opinion. In my opinion, your body needs some time to digest the food that you have been eating. So even though I used to think that my body is like a furnace, I have to keep on 
throwing fuel on the fire to keep my metabolic rate even, that that thinking, in my opinion, is outdated. And I'd rather eat one or two meals a day and maybe one snack. I mean, I'm not as extreme as many people with intermittent fasting. I saw someone post on LinkedIn about OMAD yesterday, which is one meal a day. Mm. I, I wouldn't do that for me. Like if I just have my couple meals a day and I space them apart, the goal of that is to get into your fat burning mode where I'm not suggesting you have to be completely keto, but during times you're not eating, you're burning fat for fuel. You're living off the land. You're burning your own body weight for fuel. So who wouldn't want that? That makes total sense to me. You know, when I think about our bodies, I think that our bodies and to a certain extent, our brains have not evolved much from 10,000 years ago. You know, we still, from a, from a neurological standpoint, we still live within this survival mentality of fight, flight, freeze. We still live within that, even though sometimes it's not the best for us. Sometimes it's the best thing for us if a car is headed towards us and we're on our bike and we wanna avoid getting hit, but sometimes it's not, like snapping at someone in a business environment or in a personal conversation. Uh, the other thing is our bodies. You know, Our bodies have been traditionally, are designed to walk and to run and to exercise and to maybe even hunt, you know, or pick fruits at least. And uh, you know, when I think of, uh, uh, early man, early woman in, in the tent <laughs> or in the cave 8,000 years ago, I actually don't think of breakfast. I don't think of them having breakfast. I think of a, having a lemon. <laughs> and then you go out and then you find, you forage and you get what you want. And, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't have any data to back this. I haven't read about this enough. But maybe this actually goes back to a, a very, you know, historical state, a very traditional, you know, kind of primordial state of, of human beings. And in which case it makes total sense because nature is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the paleo diet is, is awesome too. You know, when you think about it, the hunter gatherer times, they didn't worry about eating until they caught that big kill. Mm. And then the, then they prepare it and they'd have food when they had food and we didn't have food. They're fasting and they mm. didn't think about intermittent fasting. It was just, the way our ancestors lived. Mm -hmm. And as far as you mentioned, you know, being active, that's really, our bodies are meant to be in motion. And walking is such a great exercise for people, even if you could start with that. Mm -hmm. There's so many beneficial things that happen for your body during times when you exercise. So my anti-aging tips of how I love to work on aging backwards is moving my damn body, lifting the heavy things a few times a week. I love weightlifting and also the intermittent fasting. All of that can help you age better. Mm. I'm too busy. I that's, hear that all the time. That's what you hear. <laughs> and that, and that is, and, and that means it's not a priority. Exactly. It's not a problem. We all have the same 24 mm. hours in the day. Mm. And when I hear that excuse, I feel like, well, it's not a priority for you. Yeah. And, and it's lying. And it's, and it's, it's the lack of self-realization. It's the lack of accountability to say, uh, I'm too busy to do that. It's, I don't want to do that. 
right? I don't want to do that. Because- it yeah, it's not a priority. And it doesn't take all day is what I might add to that. Mm. You know, we used to think, well, I don't have time to work out for two hours. I might as well not work out at all. No, you don't have to. What if you could just take those baby steps we started out talking about in the beginning of just pick one thing, just move your damn body mm. 20 minutes a day, mm. maybe get the sugar and carbs out of your diet and see if, if you can eat healthier 80% of the time. Don't go into that whole black and white thinking of, well, eat the cookie, muzzle eat the whole box. Dieting doesn't work for me. I didn't work out today. I might as well just lay on the couch and watch Netflix. No, just do the best you can every day. We all fall down. We pick ourselves back up, set your goals all over again, get back to your why. Why does this matter? What do I want and why do I want it? Why now? And then what if you could just walk for 20 minutes a day? Mm. All right. So I want to I want to go on this path with you. Uh, three quick notes here. Number one is I have a question about obesity, which I'm going to get into, which is very controversial. Number two is I'm going to we, we, we have to talk about the why. And then number number three is I want to do some objection handling. So I have a little agenda for us for the next couple of minutes here. Okay. So number one is, uh, you know, is obesity a relatively new concept? If you went back in time for 5,000, 1,000, 5,000, even 10,000 years ago, was it as much of a, a problem in society as it is now? Has it become a lot worse? Has it been a product of commercialization? Has it been a product of modern day? It is a problem. It's worse every year. Mm. It wasn't a problem when we're running around hunting and gathering. So if you want to trace it back to when did this start becoming so bad that more than half of our country here in the United States are overweight and obese? And those are bad numbers. In my opinion, I think I remember growing up in, in the 80s, all of a sudden it became this thing where carbs were good and sugar and sugar was okay and fat was sugar bad. was fun and and fat was bad so then they started preparing all these foods in boxes that we would buy because we thought fat was bad so they were trying to vilify steak and butter and at the same time when we started eating all these things in boxes like i said carbs and sugar are the enemies of good health in my opinion so once we started eating so many carbs, I remember trying every single diet that came along from my teenage years, like just going through time, you know, fit to fat and cookie diet and Atkins and all the different diets that have come along over the years. What killed our country is the carbs. Mm. And, is, and is the reason why it's killing us, and you said country, so that's- This country, but it's bad everywhere. But but I would argue I've I've lived in Europe before and it's a different it's I don't know about now but it's normally speaking mentality's a little bit different a lot more walking um, more exercise maybe definitely more walking also more smoking but you know that's another thing <laughs> yeah no I I think the obesity epidemic we all need to take this seriously and it's not just the quarantine fifteen or the pandemic nineteen. This was a problem more before mm. the pandemic. 
But I really empathize with you guys. I want to say right now, we've all been thrown into this new normal, whatever you want to call it. All of the things that we ever thought were normal have been thrown upside down. And we've all learned, have to learn how to adapt. So I know it's difficult out there and it's been difficult for me too. I had to pivot just like everybody else, do all my business completely online. And I love it. I love the challenge that was thrown down at me, but a lot of people need to create social distance from the fridge right now. So like I said, start with baby steps, do what you can do where you're at. But this has been a problem for a long time. Baby steps from the fridge. If you try the intermittent fasting, the reason why I would say start with that too, in addition to the 20 minutes of walking, is what if nighttime eating is a problem of why people overeat and we're not eating because we're hungry, we're stressed. You know, it's like you said, we think this tiger is coming to get us and we're all stressed and we're all fearful. The cookie isn't going to fix it. So if you do intermittent fasting and you can only eat from 12 to 8, you can't sit on the couch and watch Netflix and eat. You're already done with your eating window. Mm. Well, I think what's really interesting about this is that it unlocks us. It's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity to tap into empathy, both for ourselves and for others. Because if we know for ourselves and for others that the reason why we, why we might be doing this, the reason why we not, might not be healthier, eating healthier, not doing exercises, is because we're trying to potentially fill a void. It's because we're trying to resolve our stress. And by understanding that, we can, we can actually feel empathy, you know, and we can say, well, this is the reason. The problem is that most people, uh, including me when it comes to chocolate, will probably get uh, a little defensive. <laughs> because it's like i don't want to accuse anybody i just want to offer a few mm. pieces of advice because i do get it i get it you know we're closer to the fridge right now yeah it's hard to have social distance from the fridge when you're working from home and i can see my fridge from mm. here but i know that i can only eat from 12 to 8 and um sometimes people even need to track their calories because you don't understand the mindless little things that you're eating how those add up mm. there's apps like my fitness pal which is free or my plate, you know, where you can track your calories. Those you are great. You can just do the math. Any goal worth accomplishing in life is worth tracking to see how far you've come. So I just really want to bring it back to the baby steps. Of all the suggestions that I could put out there, you know, what can you start with and hit that goal for a whole week and then add something else and just in steps build up to that healthier lifestyle that's going to keep you safer from coronavirus and also healthier, happier, because another problem with the pandemic is mental health is really taking a hit. And for me, I've always been a very anxious person. I channel it into energy, but I'm just hyper. But for me, if I don't exercise, I need to calm F down. So it mm. helps me be happier. There's just so many positive hormones that are released in your body during times when you exercise. I love that. You know, you mentioned you mentioned the, the why for us. And, you know, the why might be, well, I want to stay alive for my friends and for my family and for my clients and for my kids and for my pets. And, you know, that that's that's real. And that's that's a why, you know, everyone has their own why. And I think it, it is, in fact, very important to, to tap into that. You know, when I think of, 
a, a loving parent that wants to be around for their kids that's eating themselves to death or drinking themselves to death or uh, God knows what, that unfortunately it's, it's statistically shortening the amount of time that they can be with that loved one. And I think that that's just an example of why. Are there any other practices that you might recommend so that we can go to a deeper place to, to get that larger motivation? Because having less calories in our diet, as you know, is, is not, it's not going to do it. You know, saying that I should intermittent fast or exercising just because everyone else is doing it is, it's not going to sustain us. And that's exactly why you started, um, with the why, uh, hashtag Simon Sinek, but, uh, please, please give us a little drop here on, on how you can, uh, guide us a little bit on tapping into our why in this capacity. Well, it's not the, um, things that are tangible that really help in weight loss at first. It's the intangible woo woo stuff. Like maybe having a vision, creating a vision board is a strategy that I love and people think I'm too busy to do that. But basically it's like you said, you want to be there for your family. Oftentimes people that I work with have worked their whole life to build their family and their company. They put their own self care last. So basically it's just having a vision of that grandchild you want to play with or that kid or that hot woman you want to date whatever it's going to be, it has to be an emotional why. Mm. It has to be like a cry why. Like something makes you want to cry if you don't get there. Ooh. Like be there for your kids, your grandkids, mm. your your team, your company that you work so hard to build. Why does What matters to you and why? And then having a morning mindset routine is so important. Like just wake up in the morning, focus on what matters to you. Working isn't what matters to most people, even though we all work so hard. It's got to be something deeper than that. Mm. You know, I, I think about what my my purpose is now. And I, I find a lot of gratitude. I find a lot of happiness when I when I tap into this purpose, which is very specifically it's people like yourself that have clients and that want to work with new clients to provide value that are struggling with communication and that have a hard time getting in front of people because unfortunately people don't read emails and they don't read uh, text messages or they are busy and there's that lack of human connection, that lack of trust. And uh, you know, on my journey, I feel very empowered when I wake up every morning and I know that I can help people overcome that. And that's kind of the, the, the why behind me and really the why behind dub.com, our software company that we've been running and growing. And, you know, I encourage people and I, and I take inspiration from you about this to continually to tap into that why, because it's a higher purpose and it's going to sustain us more. And it's going to get us through those really tough patches, knowing that we do have to stay on that, on that path and to persevere. Yeah. You have to know what do you want and why do you want it and focus on it daily. Like and I'll do like a quick meditation in the morning. You know, people think that it takes so much time to do all this stuff. It doesn't. Like you just focus on your meditation, then plant a little seed in your mind when you're more susceptible to thoughts and planting seeds in the morning after you meditated. Just focus on your top three goals every day. Why do they matter? What are your goals? Why do they matter? And it just like maybe 10 minute routine and you could be a mindset is a daily practice got to set your mind up for success every day because 
one in 10 of our thoughts are negative all day long. So what can you do that's positive to set your mind up for one in 10? Is that, is that, that's interesting. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Our mind just goes to this whole like fear, like survival mode and, but one in 10, I, I think we're doing great. That's 90% positive thoughts. Am I misunderstanding this? No, no. I'm just saying it, it's our work. I'm mm. not a real mathematician here. I could be <laughs> having the numbers wrong. But the, my work for me is to set my mind up for success every day. And I would love to leave your audience with a way that they can do that. Because mindset is a daily practice. Mm. Love that. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, let's let's wrap this up with one of my favorite things, which is objections. Okay, you said early on that you have heard all the excuses in the book. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the excuse, and then you give me the resolve for that. Okay, are you okay. are you game in this in this game show? Okay, I'm down. All right. Um, you know, diets don't work for me. I'm sorry. I hear you that you say diets don't work. And, and they don't because they're not sustainable. What really is sustainable is a lifestyle change. And what baby steps are you willing to make so they can be there for this beautiful company you've created and your beautiful family you've created? Like what baby steps can you do to clean up your diet and eat healthy? Nice. Uh, meditation. I, I can't meditate. I, my mind goes crazy. It just... It doesn't work. For I me. understand that one too. I mean, I totally get it. I have my very anxious go-to response in my brain. And what helps me is just listening to a guided meditation on YouTube. Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of my favorites. And, nice. you know, Tony Robbins, I love his priming. It's like a quick 10 minute thing. So if, if you don't have the bandwidth, I don't either just sit there and calm my mind because thoughts come in. So first of all, let the thoughts pop in, witness them, observe them, and then get back to being present and try guided meditation or an app. There's a ton of apps for meditation, calm, whatever you want to download. Uh, when I use apps to help me with fitness, meditation, exercise, I just get distracted because the notifications pop up and someone just liked my Instagram post and that new TikTok video that I have to watch. I love it. Yeah. Boundaries are important too. Like for me, like I try to not look at my phone until I do my meditation and the email and the TikTok video will still be there after you set your mind up for success for the day. And if apps don't work for you, just get an old fashioned journal mm. and just track stuff that way. You know, just write it down. Mm. Uh, another one is that uh, I just I don't have time to exercise. I'm just too busy. You know, I wake up, I've got my meetings, got my family, got my responsibilities. I just I don't have time to work out. I, I hear you. I mean, we're all busy and we all have the same 24 hours in a day, like I said. So maybe get up 20 minutes earlier and before you even get to like the stuff you have to do for the day, give that time to yourself. It just feels so good that you valued your self-care that much that you're going to be there for your company you work so hard to create and your family you work so hard to build that you took that much time just for you to have a 20 minute morning routine that sets you up for living staying around and being healthier mm. and being I, happier it's all we all need to work on our own happiness levels these days i just i don't have the the body type to be 
to be fit or to be healthy like like Lisa G. I, I my body type is different. I'm just meant to be obese. I'm just I'm I'm larger like that. I just that's just who I am. I, I hear you. I mean, I understand it's harder for some people than others. You know, I could say that I'm big boned, you know, and that's probably true. I have pretty big shoulders and hands. And yet at the same time, it's like you mentioned earlier, priorities. Showing up as a leader in health and wellness is so important to me that I do 20% of the time like to eat those things that I know aren't healthy for me. But 80% of the time I make those choices because I want to stand for something. I want to stand for what's possible for other people. Mm. And my final one, which is uh, a little little switch up, is um, I, I'm not comfortable being on video. I don't have the confidence. I feel like an imposter. It just seems weird to me. I don't, I don't want to be on a podcast. I don't want to use dub. I don't want to be on that LinkedIn video. That was hard for me, honestly. Like, I've only gotten able to do that and better at doing it by doing it constantly. Like, for several years, I've made myself go on Facebook Live once a week, and I hate it. I feel like looking at myself on video, I can pick it apart. But showing up, it's just like, if you want to get better at anything, it's just a matter of showing up and doing it constantly. It's not natural. You know, fear of public speaking is worse than death for most of us. But if we want, if we have a message we want to share, we want to make it not about us. We want to make it about our audience. Who can we influence by showing up, getting over all this stage fright and it's going to suck and I hate the way I look and just taking it away from you and pouring that out to others. Love that. Well, Lisa G, where can we learn more about you, your website, a social LinkedIn? Give us give us some some links here. Oh, thanks, Ruben. Well, we met actually LinkedIn, which is my favorite social mm. media. So I am Lisa Goldenthal on LinkedIn. I'm launching a podcast right now called Whole CEO with Lisa G. And it's on Apple Podcasts mm. and um, Instagram, Lisa G Fit, Facebook, Lisa Goldenthal or Lisa G Fitness, which is my website, Lisa G Fitness. So um, pretty easy to find. Amazing. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, we will definitely see you on LinkedIn. Please continue to be sharing your light and to giving us the inspiration that we also need and to you know be our virtual accountability partner. I encourage everyone to go and connect with Lisa um, on LinkedIn and on the social channels and, uh, and to continue the conversation there. Uh, stick around, Lisa, for some notes. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Ruben. I love your platform. I want to encourage everybody, check out Deb. Uh, well, well. In fact, since you mentioned it, what what have you what have you seen? What I'm 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 kind of curious. What what kind of success have you seen? Well, I've just noticed that you know, visibility is everything, and having all this high tech stuff is just you know, there's so much noise out there. Might as well just get out there, be on a platform where people will notice you and raise their hand to want to talk to you and pay attention to you. Mm. 
And then what what kind of what kind of uh, success stories have you seen um, using using Dub? So curious to hear these stories because that's how I we just love it. It's just disruptive. I think you know, in order to get somebody's attention in all the noise of scrolling and get them to stop, you got to be disruptive. Mm. How can you disrupt? This is good software for that. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, and uh, I will see you soon. Stick around for some notes.